0: Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Ball, Director of Public Affairs, and with me today is Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs. Welcome, Spencer.
1: Thanks, Eric. I'm so excited to be back. I
0: know. We're actually <laughs> physically in the same room for the first time since March 17th, I think. Yes, Saint that is Patrick's correct. Day. It has been forever, and it's hard to believe that we actually are back together again.
1: I am very excited to see everybody again. Of course, all from a safe distance. Uh, We still have to keep things in mind, but I'm really excited to be back in the office and uh, continue the work we've been doing over these last few weeks of working from home.
0: It's been a really busy time. And I think you've probably been busier than anybody else on our team over the past uh, couple of months when this has all been happening. There's been so much happening with Congress, both just on the coronavirus front and with, um, with specific things specific to agriculture mm-hmm. um, that you've been helping to keep track of. Um, but then on top of all of that, we've been beginning the policy development pro- process, which we do every year. Mm-hmm. But you are the point person on the staff for the policy development process. And as we talked about last time we got together, um, it's a little bit different this year due to all of this stuff.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit different. I, I always kind of describe policy development. It's something I know I look forward to every year. Um, it To me, like I've, I've never been in education, but I feel like starting policy development every year is kind of the equivalent of like going back to school after the <laughs> summer's over in a good way. Like you're excited. It's the first day of school. Like you have a new class. Like we have a new resolutions committee. I don't know. I've, I guess I've always kind of felt like it's a really exciting time of year.
0: Yeah, it is. It is kind of the the new start. And we work on things from the, uh, I guess, May and June all the way until December when we finally put together the the final version of the policy mm-hmm. book that gets approved by members at our annual meeting. Um, so we're just kind of getting into the beginning stages of it. Why don't you walk us through a little bit of what the process is like um from, well, I guess up to this point, what have we done already so far?
1: Sure, yeah, so um, we just completed our open hearing process. Now, in a normal year, what that would look like is our committee, our state resolutions committee of about 50 people from all different walks of life in agriculture and rural communities would come together at the home office. They would have a chance to discuss issues related to agricultural and rural policy. And then from that meeting, they develop what's called the policy development questionnaire. This year, unfortunately, due to social distancing requirements that were in place at the time um, and caps on the number of people that could socially gather, uh, we did have those meetings online for the first time this Mm -hmm. year. Um, We've experienced, like I said, a lot of firsts. I think I talked about that in the last uh, podcast video that we did. Um, But this was definitely a big change for everybody, uh, where we took the resolutions process completely virtual. So we started out with a full committee conference call. That happened the very first week of June. And then the following week, which is when we normally would have had our regular in-person meeting, we actually divided the group into subcommittees, which is something we do every year. And each subcommittee met virtually via Zoom to talk about all of the different issues related to agriculture in their communities, things they've maybe seen throughout the pandemic, but also things not related to that Um, And and they, you know, really could discuss any issue. The sky is really the limit. Of course, we cover a lot of issues in our policy book. So we try to look at, you know, if we have policy on something, does that policy need to be altered in any way or what new issues are arising? So following those subcommittee meetings, uh, we have developed the policy development questionnaire. And I have to say, uh, despite having to make a lot of changes, I think it's one of the best questionnaires we've had in a while.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And we talked about this before that... There are some years where you kind of feel like you're straining to find the things to ask about Mm -hmm. and um, trying to figure out what topics are actually uh, newsworthy enough to to pull the, the membership about. But 2020 doesn't seem to be one of those years.
1: Certainly not. No, um, we actually are getting ready to, at the end of this week, we will send our questionnaire officially to the printer. The questionnaire will appear in the July issue of Show Me, Missouri Farm Bureau magazine. So that will hit mailboxes just about mid-July, mid um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. The questionnaire is four pages long. It's in the middle of the magazine. What you as a County Farm Bureau member, what, what your task is, or I guess like homework would be, is take a look at that questionnaire, look at the questions, think about where you personally stand on each of the various issues that are on that questionnaire. Fill that questionnaire out and you can return that to your County Farm Bureau office. So um, I live in Osage County, so my uh, Osage County office is in Lynn, so that's where you would drop that questionnaire off or you can mail it in. Um, New this year, for the very first time, and this is something I am really excited about, we are going to be um, able to have members complete the survey online. Mm -hmm. So that's a really new feature for us. If you visit www.portal.mofb.org, you'll be prompted to enter your membership number and your zip code. gives you access to the members-only portion of our website uh, where you can look at things like member benefits and discount codes. That's what's normally in there. All those things are still there, uh, but the questionnaire will be there as well. So uh-huh. if you are uncomfortable getting out um, or you just think it might be easier for you to complete that online, save you postage, uh, we'd be glad to have you complete that as well. It's completely anonymous. Yeah,
0: I think it's great to give people options like that. Yeah. And yeah, so the the committee getting together during open hearing and going through the policy book, um, section by section, isn't really so much to line edit the the text and you know right. find typos and stuff. It's really more let's look at these to prompt us to come up with ideas of what we might want to ask the membership about. So we end up coming up coming up with a four page questionnaire out of that, and that's what we're now going to be asking for feedback from members on. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the big you know? The, the bigger topics that we're going to be talking about or asking about in that questionnaire this year.
1: I would say the number one topic of discussion within all of the subcommittees was about some of the severe issues we've seen in the livestock industry um, here recently, whether that is marketing cattle or it's the price of beef at the grocery store and the price you're receiving on the farm. Um, And and that goes for hog processing and poultry as well. Um, You know, I think at Farm Bureau, we have known for a long time that there are some issues that may exist with concentration in some of those industries, particularly Mm -hmm. in animal agriculture. We actually have some policy talking about those things already. uh, But there have been a lot of proposals floating around about how to address some of the issues in the livestock industry. And our policy, we just don't really have a clear answer because it's never, some of these things are never, have never been ideas that have been thrown out before. So there will be a lot of questions on the questionnaire about, you know, how to address those existing problems. And I'm really excited to see what our membership has to say about that because I know personally um, I have taken a lot of calls and had a lot of conversations with members throughout the past 14 or 15 weeks when we were all kind of working from home about the severe impacts that we've seen on the livestock industry.
0: Yeah, we've all heard a lot about that in the past few weeks. And I, I think it's really going to be interesting to see what the membership has to say about that because mm-hmm. the survey that we did just a couple weeks ago through our newsletter, um, the online survey that you could take, we had so many comments from people uh, that were expressing their frustration about those issues. And seeing what policy comes out of that I think is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other topics really jump to the top of mind as far as what uh, we're going to be asking people about this year?
1: One that's top of mind right now, um, and I know we've talked about it some previously. We Actually, it was more of an issue a couple of years ago, but we've seen a lot of um, news surrounding the recent court decision on dicamba. Mm-hmm. And, and I think more broadly, just pesticides in general. I mean, we had the ruling on glyphosate earlier this week as well. So um, there will be some questions on the questionnaire about um, court action related to pesticide registrations. Um, I think that'll be an interesting um, interesting question to get some feedback on. That's obviously caused a lot of headache for a lot of our members as that decision was made in the middle of the growing season. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard to change things when crops are already in the ground. Um, one thing I'm really interested to hear more about uh, from our memberships perspective is about health care.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: that was a really big discussion and obviously has been very important. Uh, throughout everything that's gone on recently, but, um, you know, there was significant discussion within the resolutions committee about telehealth services. And we talk at Farm Bureau, we talk about access to real healthcare, we talk about access to broadband, and telehealth is really where those two things intersect. And so um, the survey, you know, was probably going to have questions about whether you've used telemedicine, if it was available to you, would you be able to use it Um, and and what's your comfort level with that sort of technology. And I think it'll be interesting because from my perspective, even over the past 14 weeks, I've seen people of all ages, from all different walks of life, um, from all different backgrounds really embrace some technology. And I think, I I honestly kind of wish we would have been able to poll before and after because I think it would be an interesting social question. Yeah.
0: Everybody keeps talking about how the the whole shutdown and everything just kind of pushed technology forward by 10 years because it forced people to try it out and, yeah. you know, get a little more comfortable because they didn't really have a lot of choice. So maybe that will be a different type of answer than you might have seen before, Ian.
1: Right. And a couple other things just to quickly mention, you know, transportation obviously is a long-term priority for Farm Bureau. Probably going to be some questions about that. Uh, education is always something that comes up. And I think that kind of relates to healthcare and broadband. You know, that's something that we were really kind of forced into remote learning and trying to adapt the way our children are learning in the classroom or outside of the classroom. So I think it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to get the membership's feedback. Um, renewable fuels is another one we've been hearing a lot about. The ethanol industry took a very big hit, especially when no one was driving due mm-hmm. to the shutdown that, that went on. Um, so, as you mentioned, there's certainly no shortage of content for this year's questionnaire, um, and I'm excited to see um, when the county resolutions come in later this year, kind of where our membership stands on these various issues. Yeah, and
0: um, so what is that next step in the process? These, you mentioned the surveys, the, the questionnaires go to your county farm bureau. You mm-hmm. don't don't send these in to the home office. You send them to your County, right? Right. And then what happens to them from that point?
1: So once you send your questionnaire into your county office, the staff at the County Farm Bureau office and the county board will work together to tally up the responses to every question. Um, So that's done kind of at various periods throughout the months of August and September for most of our county boards. And a lot of that is based on when your county's annual meeting is. Mm -hmm. Um, And at your annual meeting, you'll likely have a discussion with your county board about what policies you support, what you oppose, and if there's any other issues not on the questionnaire that you'd like to weigh in on. Every county board looks at those responses, and then they vote on what to send to the home office. So every single county submits recommendations, we call them resolutions, to the home office for consideration by our state resolutions committee in October.
0: Mm -hmm. And um, you mentioned the resolutions committee itself. Uh, What What's the membership of the Resolutions Committee? How do you get on that?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, There are a lot of ways to get involved on the Resolutions Committee. Uh, The first kind of subset of members of the Resolutions Committee is members of the Missouri Farm Bureau State Board of Directors. Mm -hmm. So they serve in alternating years. So odd districts serve one year and then even districts serve the next year. We also have members of our State Promotion and Education Committee also serving in odd districts and even districts on alternating years. We also have um, the next, I guess, category would be county presidents. So each year, members of the board of directors are able to nominate county presidents from their district to serve on the resolutions committee. So if you are interested, maybe you haven't been on the committee before, uh, that is a really good way to very easily get involved because you just have to be a county president. You don't have to be elected to any sort of higher committee. Um, talk to your state board member about how to get involved Mm -hmm. in that process. And then members of our state Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee who are in their first year of service, as well as Commodity Committee chairmen and Women Mm -hmm. who represent our 13 Commodity Advisory Committees. Yeah,
0: so a lot of different walks of life that people come from. Oh, Um, yeah. So, okay, once these uh, uh, resolutions or proposed uh, changes to our, our policy come in from the counties. Mm -hmm. um, Let's go through the last steps. How does it then become policy?
1: Yeah. So counties are to submit their resolutions to the Home Office by September 30th. Uh, That deadline is very important because it gives us time to compile all the responses so that the state resolutions committee can review all of the county recommendations in October. The state resolutions committee looks through every single response, and, and I'm not kidding. We put every single county's response on those documents that the resolutions committee gets, and then they decide whether or not to formulate policy that would be proposed for changes to our policy book they then present that set of resolutions as a slate, and most of those are printed in the November issue, I guess, I don't know if that's called the winter version or the the fall version. I think that's fall. The fall (laughs) version. I get
0: confused on that, too.
1: It normally comes out in November Mm -hmm. um, of Show Me, Missouri Farm Bureau magazine. We also post all of the proposed changes to the policy book on our website, so people have the ability to view those prior to our annual meeting, which is happening at Margaritaville Lake Resort later this year. And then at annual meeting, voting delegates come in. They all receive a copy of the resolutions just in case they haven't seen them yet. Um, And then they debate, amend, add, delete language out of the policy book. And then ultimately it's voted on by all those voting delegates. Great.
0: Well, uh, as you said, the, the summer edition of Show Me Missouri Farm Bureau magazine will contain that policy development questionnaire. Mm-hmm. It ought to start hitting mailboxes around the 4th of July, a little bit after that, perhaps, um, depending on when the mail gets to you. But uh, once you get that, you can take those pages out of the center of it and fill them out and send them into your county office. Or can you tell us again how to find it online?
1: Yeah, so if you just go to www.m... Oh, I messed that up. Let sure. me start, start over. Yeah. Let me start again. Start okay, excuse me. All right, go to www.portal.mofb.org and you should be prompted to enter your membership number and your zip code. That just helps us verify that you're a member because members of Missouri Farm Bureau are the ones who have access to the survey. You can submit that form completely online so you don't have to print anything out. Uh, It will ask you for your county just so we know which county office to send that to. We don't get any additional personal information, so don't worry what your What you're sending us is anonymous, um, and then you can just complete that completely online, and we will take care of the rest.
0: Very good. That's pretty easy uh, to do if you aren't able to get the physical copy in or you just want to do it um, as soon as you can. You can get on there. Is it already posted now, or when will it be? It
1: should be posted by the end of this week. Okay, very good. Yep.
0: All right. Well, it is going to be interesting to see what those responses are, because like you said, this is such a policy-heavy year. Mm -hmm. We've got so many things to really dig into, um, and I think that we'll get a lot of good feedback from our counties on this one, so it'll be interesting to see what we hear.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, and um, look forward to spending more time in person together.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye.